Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So I guess Brady is not coming to the Jets. Look, I found yesterday's news. Like, I'm over it already with Tom Brady. I was a little surprised because who in their right mind would go through a divorce with, well, whether it's Giselle or whatever, whatever, whoever your wife may be, but in this case, obviously high profile, Giselle and all that. But who would go through all the trouble of a divorce and then, you know, because we were assuming that she wanted them to retire from football. We're assuming, and we don't know this, but we're assuming Giselle wanted him to retire from football. And he said, no, I'm going to go try to win an eighth Super Bowl. I want to go play. I still love it. I still got more left in the tank. And then she's like, well, enough. I had enough of this. That's it. I'm done. Then he goes through that whole thing. Obviously, it impacted him during the season because he wasn't the same. But why, So I'm thinking this whole time that that's what happened and that there's no way Tom Brady is going to retire off of that because he went through all that drama and bull crap to be able to play again. He's only he's, You think he's going to retire just months later? And here we are. Now, that would also make me think then maybe there were issues pre-retirement or, or pre-season where – before he decided to come back and play, you know, he made the announcement the first time, retired. Maybe there were issues on the home front that led him to say, you know what, screw this, I'm going back to playing. As opposed to us thinking that she ended it because of him wanting to go play. Anyway, I'm not trying to get into Brady's personal life necessarily, necessarily but it does play here as to why he would retire, unretire, and then retire again after this season. And it does, look, it doesn't mar his legacy. We all know he's the GOAT and the greatest winner of all time. Seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. Doesn't mar that, but there's not a nice clean out. I need a nice clean out. I don't like the conversations that are left, you know, unanswered, whether it's a text or, you know, a questionable ending to a phone call. I need a nice definitive clean out. And we didn't get that with Brady. Now, we don't get that with a lot of greats. And by the way, I'm not even so sure he wouldn't come back again. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see Brady on the couch during football Sunday when the games kick off or in the booth, whether it's with Burkhardt or somebody else. That's a whole nother situation that Fox pays Brady millions of dollars. He isn't even called a game. Meanwhile, they have a great team in Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. But... You know, we talked yesterday about where Brady would go. We knew it wasn't going to be the Jets, but at least it was fun to talk about. Thought maybe Miami, even though not realistically, maybe the best spot would have been the Niners. And now that Brady, at least for now, is retired. What does that mean for the quarterback carousel? 
because let's just say, and we're getting to the Jets here in a second. Stay with us. Let's just say Brady would have gone to the 49ers. Well, now that's definitely not happening. And the 49ers already said Jimmy G's not coming back. No surprise there. We know that's going to be the case. But what happens in the event that the Packers say we're trading Aaron Rodgers and obviously they want to trade him to an AFC team. They said if they trade him, it's only going to be an AFC team. What happens if Aaron Rodgers says, yeah, that's nice that you want that, but if you don't trade me to San Francisco, I'm going to retire. Well, then what? Do the Packers call his bluff? Do the Packers say, all right, well, we need to get something for him. Let's just trade him. Point is, it opens up what would be the most appealing spot. The San Francisco 49ers. That's the spot. Because you could go there and win a Super Bowl. Whether you're Tom Brady, whether you're Aaron Rodgers, whether you're Matt Ryan. Which I was reading about, and I don't know, somebody tweeted it saying that, uh, I don't know, some kind of NFL thing that I saw uh, a writer, I think, don't be surprised about Matt Ryan potentially as a backup in San Francisco, which you could see with Purdy or Trey Lance, whatever they decide there. Now, obviously, Ryan familiar with that offense. But point is, Niners could win a Super Bowl without any of those guys. You add Aaron Rodgers, the 49ers are going to be the favorites, or at least one of the favorites, if not the favorite to win a Super Bowl. So Brady not going there, which seemed like a potential destination, that could open up musical chairs with the quarterbacks, which could affect Rodgers to the Jets. Because I really don't think, outside of Rodgers forcing his way to the 49ers, I really don't think there is another obvious spot that would be better than the Jets. We mentioned Miami, and that still would be in play. I know, you know, Tua dealing with the concussions and cleared protocol and all that stuff. But the the musical chairs for the quarterbacks got a little more interesting with Brady now taking his hat out of the ring or taking his seven rings and going home. Taking his seven rings and putting them into a hat and hanging them up. Can I tell you the other thing that I hate about this? And for the record, I've always respected Tom Brady. Always liked Tom Brady because I just love competitors, win or lose. I just love guys that give it their all, fiery, passionate competitors. And look, Brady's been a thorn in everybody's side around here. Oh, I guess not the Giants, but the Jets specifically. If you root for a team that he's beaten in the Super Bowl, he's been a problem for you. But I love Brady, and it's sad to see him go, especially the way that it, it went, where he retired, unretired, and retired again after getting pasted by the Cowboys on Monday night, you know, the uh, playoff game on Monday night in the wild card round. But the thing that makes me most upset is that, and, and this is a true story, I would not put on the NFL Network, like it's just not I'm, It's not something that I was seeking out. I'd rather watch a movie or something. Not that I don't like the NFL Network because I do, but like at night if I'm around or at work watching TVs, I'm either watching live games or whatever. And for some reason, SNY had a bunch of the TVs on the NFL Network. And wouldn't you know, they're replaying all of Brady's great games, I guess. But the one that I happen to notice was Super Bowl 51. And as a Falcons fan, not that you care about this, but it's about fandom. I've never rewatched that game until last night. And I, I don't know why. I, it just was 
it was on, and I was like, how is this even happening? I could watch that game a million times over the rest of my life, and I'll never, never understand how those stupid idiots blew that game. I'll never understand it. I mean, they were up 28-9. to Everybody talks about 28-3, end of the third quarter. It was 28-9 with under nine minutes to go in the game. Or 28-12 with under nine minutes to go in the game. Falcons hold the Patriots to a field goal. 28-12, nine minutes to go. Atlanta's got the ball. And they march down the field. How do you lose that game? God. Anyway, and this is the second time because when Brady retired the first time, these knuckleheads replayed the same thing. All his Super Bowl wins. Great. Now, I didn't see it back then. I know they did it. I had no interest in watching it. But last night, I couldn't look away. And I was angered to a level that I didn't know that I still cared that much about it. But, look, it's not about that particular Super Bowl, but that's one of many great performances from... Whether you want to say he's the best quarterback that you've ever seen or not, I mean, that's, I think, up to you. Each individual is going to have their say on it. I've always said that the best pure quarterback I've ever seen, as far as reading defenses, as far as calling the right plays, throwing the football on the money, making the right reads, Peyton Manning is the best pure quarterback I've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers was the most physically gifted quarterback that I'd ever seen. And then Patrick Mahomes burst on on the scene. And now it's probably neck and neck. Lamar Jackson, the best running quarterback that I've ever seen. You know, Vic would be up there, but Jackson's the best. Tom Brady's just the greatest winner that I've ever seen. And I'm not knocking him. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen, but he's certainly the greatest competitor and the greatest winner that the sport has ever seen. And will that ever be touched? I mean, I know people want to say Mahomes could do it. Think about what has to happen for somebody to win seven Super Bowls. I mean, basically, Mahomes, he's already lost one. He's going to have to go out there and, you know, like Bill Belichick and the Patriots and Brady all those years, he's going to have to have Andy Reid and Mahomes in the Super Bowl the next, you know, eight of the next ten years. That is hard. I mean, think about how long he played and how often he won. That is not something I ever expect to be duplicated. But anyway, who knows? Point is, he's the greatest winner that the sport has ever seen. And I know he wasn't at his best this year, but he was still Tom Brady and he's still a big draw. And now he's not going to be there anymore. And it's sad to see him go. If in fact he does decide to not come back, he does decide to stay away. Remarkable that he was able to leave New England and win a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Remarkable that he's able to play at such a high level into his 40s. No, a lot of us as sports fans, the majority of our life watching the NFL was with Tom Brady dominating it. I mean, think about it. Think about how long. A lot has happened since 2001. Crazy to think that Tom Brady has been playing at a high level since then. Think about your life, however old you may be, and all that's happened in that time frame. And think about Brady now retiring. 
Crazy. And the guy's nuts. What do you need to do the broadcasting for? I get that it's a great deal. You want to still travel every Sunday for the rest of your life doing these games? It's nice for us because he still gets to remain in the public eye and we get to see him. And I do think he's got a, a good personality. You start to started to see that the last couple years. But we'll miss Tom Brady on the football field. Even you, Jet fans, you'll miss Tom Brady on the football field. Competing against him, trying to beat him. It wasn't often, but when you did, it was sweet victory. And you just miss a competitor like that, arguably the greatest that the sport has ever seen. And you can't argue that he's the greatest winner that the sport has ever seen. But the 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 more important part as we start to move forward with it is what it opens up for the quarterback position now. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that Aaron Rodgers would force his way to the 49ers. Now, the Packers don't have to listen to it, but he could say, trade me there or I'm retiring, and then what? And what that would mean is disaster for the Jets because you don't want Derek Carr. He's not that good. Derek Carr, to me, would not be a difference maker. Jimmy G, I mean, I guess you could live with it again. You're talking about either of those guys. You're talking about just playoffs. You're not talking about Super Bowl. Rodgers is the one option. And outside of Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's going anywhere. Rodgers is the one out option that brings you to the Super Bowl. And Brady leaving opens up one spot. For somebody, maybe not Rodgers, but without question, it opens up a spot for somebody. And maybe one of the better spots. And I have a hard time saying, hey, you know, they're saying, oh, Brady would only come back to the Bucks." Nonsense. You know that they were working the back channel, seeing what other options there. Maybe the Niners told him we don't want you. Who knows? But the point is, he's going to leave a vacancy that will have to be filled by somebody. And if it's one of the good ones, like the Niners, then maybe now they can go get Aaron Rodgers, which, which obviously would hurt the Jets. 877-337-6666. I want to get into fandom as well. You know, this week I've been taking a lot of flack for wearing some Islander stuff and enjoying myself in the owner's suite at the Islander game. But I'm, but what is fandom? Oh, you're not a real fan. Oh, you're a fraud. You're a sellout. What is fandom? We'll get to that. And remember, too, this is my last show before vacation. So you got two hours, about two and a half hours left of me. See ya! I'm out of here. We'll get into Pete Alonzo. We'll get into Pete Davidson. And we'll do maybe a little hot stove with baseball as well. You know, with the talking about the Yankees. I know we touched on a little bit yesterday, but did these teams get better? Because next time I come back, we're going to be talking about pitchers and catchers reporting as well. It is, you know, the countdown is on now. Football season is essentially over. Glorified exhibition game left to play on Super Bowl Sunday. That is it. You know, the Knicks and Ananobi, should they be trading? these? Come on, it's not going to move the needle. Hockey, obviously, with the All-Star break, you know, pretty soon, March Madness, we get into that, but it's about to be baseball season, so we'll have plenty of that as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Well, the New York Yankees have won the last game at Yankee Stadium on September 21st, 2008. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Alicata back on the fan. The final drive for the championship is here, and there's no better place to wager on the football title tilt than Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. Win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We didn't mention in the open, I'll get to the calls in a second, 877-337-6666. Make sure you get at me. That's it. You got less than three hours. And I'm gone for a week. I know you'll miss me. Actually, a little bit longer than that. I'm not going to be back on the air until... Well, I'll be back Super Bowl Sunday. You get your Super Bowl Sunday party started with Moose and I on... At 9 a.m. that morning, I don't know what time we're going till yet, but 9 a.m. we start with the Football Sunday show. That will be my return from vacation. But we didn't touch on Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and I was reading Paul Schwartz in the Post yesterday, and he was giving some of the numbers on what it would be like potentially. Look, the Giants, it does not sound at all like the Giants are going to extend much more than $12.5 million for Saquon Barkley, nor should they. It's not a knock on Barkley. They, that's over what the franchise tag would be, as it would be just ten million bucks. But Barkley apparently and his people want a little bit more than that. Maybe they're looking to what Christian McCaffrey got at sixteen million a year. Uh, I don't, I don't anticipate. You know, based on common sense, based on what Joe Shane and Brian Dable said at the year end presser, based on what Paul Schwartz in the Post wrote, I would be surprised. If the Giants go any higher than the $12.5 million that they offered Barkley, and the reports were that the two sides were far apart. Now, that can be an issue. And I do get the feel, this is why when I had that bet with Fleegs, he went over $35 million per year for Daniel Jones. I went under. I get the feeling Daniel Jones will take less to help the Giants build out elsewhere. Look, Joe Shane is not stupid. He knows that they want Daniel Jones back. He'd love to have Barkley back. He also knows he's got to build up a team. Giants have a lot of work to do. And those numbers, the cap hit for those numbers, are going to be very important. I think you're going to see Jones closer to $30 million per year than $40 million, which is why I went under that 35. And Barkley, 
I think you might see him in another uniform. 877-337-6666. Simon is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Sal. How's it going? How are you, Simon? I'm doing good. Um, so I'm a Jet fan, as I mentioned a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it's a kind of mixed emotions now that Brady's gone. It was kind of that David Goliath feeling, you know, matching up against Brady twice a year, trying to beat, you know, the guy on top. Even though I think they only beat him once when I was a fan, right. that 2015 game. But there was an element of just an awe of watching him, you know, just do his work, just standing at the line, just sitting back and just watching the GOAT. You know what I mean? Yes. It was that... It was definitely that to it. But then also, I hate the guy. I mean, how could you like <laughs> him? He won our division every damn year. Right. Sal. Well, Sal, I got, he won our division every year. Oh, I get it. I get why you hate him. You hate him because he's so damn good. I understand it. Oh, yeah, 100%. But you know what? I was thinking this today, and like, I kind of made myself chuckle. You know, when he was, The only thing he was banging at the end of his career was his helmet on the sideline. So it was time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think, though, that... I mean, you watched him even with the Bucks, right? And we saw him perform. It wasn't right. like I'm looking at him thinking, wow, he's washed up. Now, he may not have been the same, but I didn't look at him ever and think, well, Brady is toast. He needs to step away. That's just me, though. Right. No, I hear that. But in this last game against Dallas, I felt like every time the pressure got in his face, he was cooked. He was done. It looked like he, he, he didn't have it in him anymore. Maybe that's just me seeing it. Could be if he would be in a different situation, you know, with a team that had a real shot. Let's say San Francisco would be different. Right. We're not. We're probably not going to see that. Or you never know. You never know with this guy. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Played. Would you be shocked if all of a sudden he's like he starts to get? Right now, it's easy to say oh, I'm done. You know, I'm, the season's over. Long season. He got beat up. Uh, you know, in that playoff game, he uh-huh. could say he's retiring for good. But when the season starts to come back, and maybe somebody's going to lure, Br- unless nobody wants him. I mean, the guy's 45 years of years of age. For goodness sake, I mean, he, uh-huh. Brady probably play if he's 50. If somebody wanted him, I don't know if there are teams that want him. I'm assuming at least one would, but who knows? I, I'm not putting him. I'm not buying anything he's saying until I actually see the season start without Tom Brady. I know until until like you said until you see him on a broadcast until you see him on his couch with his kids or 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 maybe this is another thought that I had. Sal, is he going to get back together with Giselle? Do you think that's going to happen? Did I he don't. For her? I don't. I you know I'd love to know the inner workings of it. Not that I care about his personal life or anybody else, but because it played out publicly and it made it seem like Giselle wanted him to stay retired and because he chose football over her she left him that's what it made it seem like well if that were the case then maybe they could get back but maybe there's more to it maybe there were issues and then he said you know what screw this I got to get the hell out of here I'm going back to play football because usually those things don't happen in a span of a month Right, right. The the acceleration of the whole situation went from zero to one hundred real quick. I, in right. real time, then I remember this happening. Right, but yeah, no. So you know, there's no there's no way to know with this guy. He played a full year despite Adam Schefter last year when Schefter broke his retirement. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so there's really no way to know. But yeah, um, it, it, either way I'm, though, Simon, if we don't, and we're assuming at this point, but you know what happens when you assume. But if Brady does stay retired, uh, you're gonna remember loving to hate him and you'll re you'll respect him years you know years removed from it you'll respect his greatness even though he caused you great pain right that's true there there is a, there's definitely a respect i mean i can't speak for you because you probably you see you, you were suffering you suffered at the his worst uh his worst act his worst crime was against you guys against atlanta in that super bowl right but for well, me i respect I mean, the guy I, it, you was, know? it was one of many 
It was one of oh, many. That's for sure. Yeah, and I look, I I respect him, Simon, and good job as always. Get back to us. We appreciate you checking in. I've always respected him. I've always loved Belichick. And even as a Falcons fan of that Super Bowl, now obviously I'm rooting for the Falcons, but it was gonna be a great honor to beat Brady and Belichick to win the franchise's first Super Bowl, which they should have done. And they were on the verge of doing. And then, of course, Brady comes back and wins another one. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. But I never hated Brady after that. I hated Dan Quinn. I hated the Falcons. Not Brady and Belichick. They won. They're the better team. Better coach. Better quarterback. As, as much as it pains me to say that. So I've had nothing but respect for Tom Brady. I get if you had to live with him. You know, I, I didn't like him when he was with the Bucks in the Falcons division. And obviously all those years with the Jets, I could understand why Jeff fans hate him. He's in the division, you know, embarrassing you regularly. But you'll respect him. Same way where I grew up hating the Yankees dynasty. And I'm glad that I changed that mentality along the way and respected Jeter before he said goodbye. I always regretted hating Michael Jordan. I despised Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And it wasn't until long after he retired, I found an appreciation for him. I did not appreciate him at all. People would say, oh my God, I tell the story. I've told the story before. My 10th grade English teacher, the day after Jordan comes back, puts up 55 at the Garden, Bulls beat the Knicks, front page news everywhere. I'm devastated, probably showed up to school that day, my Knicks shorts and my Starks jersey. And my English teacher, who never talked sports, because if she did, I would have paid more attention. She's talking whatever vocabulary, bull crap that they're doing there, and I'm checked out and making notes about the Knicks roster and Falcons roster, whatever it may be. And she starts the class by saying, did you guys see Michael? This is how she talked. Did you guys see Michael Jordan yesterday? Wow. He comes back and scores 55. And I'm like, that's what you're going to talk about, Miss Cap? Now you're going to talk about sports when Michael Jordan just stuck it to us? I don't want to hear it. I hate his guts. I wish he stayed retired. I don't want to see Michael Jordan. So I didn't, I never once, not once, appreciated Jordan throughout his career. Not until years after. So I've learned. And that's why with a guy like Brady, even though you hate his guts, you have to respect him. And like I said, I never did, but I could understand why Jet fans do. Jerry's calling from Pearl River. What's up, Jerry? Hey, Sal. Good morning. How are you? How are you, Jerry? Uh, the three biggest competitors, Brady, Jordan, and Jeter. You hit it right on the head, but Brady's third in that. You know, the Knicks uh, ran into a buzzsaw at Jordan. The Jets ran into the buzzsaw at Brady. And Derek Jeter just was a, a super competitor. It's um, it, it never it, it it never ceased to amaze me. No matter how good the Knicks were, uh, Jordan would take the Bulls to the next level. Oh well, he means the great. With Brady. He's so you could debate. We could debate like is Peyton Manning better? Or is Joe Montana better? We could debate is LeBron James better or whoever else with Michael Jordan you want to throw in there. But the, there's no doubt who the greatest competitors. 
that we've ever seen. Oh. And you're right. Brady, Jeter, and Jordan. Not in that order, but in any order you want. Those any are the order three. you want. Yeah, any exactly. order you want. I'll I'll watch those guys compete any day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the, my other question was, how much would a Jet Giant Super Bowl in Vegas be? I figured twenty five grand. Well, I mean, I don't know if the draw would be as big as Cowboys in it. I mean, I get what you're saying, Jets versus Giants. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Dallas, though, is, to me, the biggest draw from the NFC right now would be the Cowboys. Obviously, the Jets a big draw. New York versus New York would be a big draw. But the Giants have been in the Super Bowl in recent memory. Um, so I don't know if that would outdo any Super Bowl involving the Cowboys. But I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a fun question to think about. Absolutely. Well, Sal, keep up the good work. Have a great morning. I listen to you every morning. You guys do a fantastic job. You're the man, Jerry. Thank you very much. We appreciate the kind words. What do you think, Fleeks? Cowboys, Jets, Giants, Jets. What's the biggest draw for the Super Bowl? Cowboys, anything right yeah, now. Just right. because it's been so long. I mean, and again, Jets, Giants, the fans here would go nuts for them, but the Cowboys just... I mean, as much as the fans might maybe not want to admit it, they are still America's team. They still do carry that with them, all that popularity. And it's been, you know, what, almost 30 years now. So, I mean, the fans would go nuts. And, and I don't feel it. I mean, look, I don't. I know that the Jets fans and Giants fans don't like each other or don't like their team, but it's not the same as the Mets and Yankees or the Rangers and Islanders. It's a different type rivalry. Right, well, I mean, and Rangers Islanders has to be different because they're in the same division. But right. even Mets Yankees, who like the Jets and the Giants, they're in different leagues. Jets and Giants are in different conferences. It doesn't even reach that level, probably because they only play yeah. once every four years. Had they, you know, maybe played every year, say with that ninth game, that extra game, the NFL said, "All right, you're going to have a consistent rival in the other conference," and maybe if they were playing every year, after a while, it would get to that level, but. That's the sport where it's easiest to accept the fans who say, I kind of root for both because there's really no conflict between the two. Right. Until, I mean, I'm sure when the Giants were winning Super Bowls, Jeff fans were very envious of that. I know they were envious, but that first Super Bowl especially, every Jet fan I know was rooting for the Giants. Yeah, you want to be Patriots. You, want to be, you can't have a perfect season. And remember, that was also a couple heels off of, even if you were a Mets fan, like, all right, Boston and New York, they right. put them back in their place, so... Especially that first one, every Jets fan was rooting for the Right, Giants. that's a good point. Where if there were really a nasty rivalry, you would never root for... Like, is there a scenario where you'd root for the Yankees in the World Series? Yankees, Braves, are you rooting for the Yankees? Probably not, only because I don't actually know any Braves fans. Right, we're if here. I, if I here did, I would root for the team that's in my own division, or against the team that's in my own division, but I live with the Yankee fans every single day. So Yeah, I would, I would take I would myself root- out of that one personally because the Braves stuff this past right. year. Even, but like, like, even Phillies-Yankees, if that happened again, that that might be the only one that I would be more more likely so to Phillies, think about it. Phillies, Phillies are the one where I'd have to hesitate. Yeah, I could see that. I understand that. But still, you get the point. Like with the Jets yeah, and no, Giants. Jets-Giants is just not even close. To, the only time there would be a rivalry is if, okay, these teams play in the Super Bowl. Now there's an important game between the two of them right. in history. I mean, right now, the most important game between the two of them is the Victor Cruz yeah, game. And, like, listen, it's not the Giants' fault <laughs> right. that the Jets fell apart all over themselves in that game the week after and then the 12 years since. Yeah, there's just such a separation there. 
Anyway, it would be fun to think about, but like in this town, it's, oh my God, Subway Series, Mets, Yankees. Never is it like, oh yeah, let's get a Jets and Giants Super Bowl. It's just, and again, just going to the Cowboys point, like they, oh God, the Cowboys yeah. versus anybody is going to be the hottest ticket the NFL could sell for a Super Bowl. The Cowboys still are America's team, even if, after not accomplishing anything for three decades. If they get in the Super Bowl, regardless who the opponent is, I think you're probably it looking at it 20 could be grand. Cowboys, yeah. Jaguars is more expensive than any other matchup you can come up with. Right. Cowboys I, versus a team in a small market that nobody really cares about. It still blows everything else out of the water. You're probably looking at 15, maybe even 20 grand to get in. Like, worse. Think about that. If it's five grand now to get in, a scenario with the Cowboys, it's at least going to be. We said the Jets said it's going to be 10. I would think it'd be at least that, maybe more, which is insane. And you understand it because there's so many damn Cowboys fans. And to Fleek's point, it's been a while. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Sal, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> so you're happy today or no? Uh, look, nothing's over till the, till the season starts, like you said. I, you, you don't know this guy. He changes his mind very quickly. Um, but, Sal, I hate the Giants, and I will not wear their jersey. <laughs> but I, I can't stand the Giants. Like, yeah, I was – I didn't want – I was I was rooting for the uh, Patriots in the, in the first one. But the second one, I sat it out. I didn't care either way. I didn't want to see the Giants win. I, I, I can't stand them. I get it. I understand and, that. Oh, you're jealous of them. Yeah, I am. But um, but hold on, put you on screen. Let me know if I cut out because I'm just sitting on hold. I was. You can hear me good. Yeah. I was just sitting on hold. This made me more sick in my stomach. Just reading this, I kind I knew this, but just reading it makes me more sick as a Jets fan. And now I want to get to my Jets point if you don't mind. Yeah. Um. So look, the 18 seasons just with the Patriots, 17 division titles now, right. 11 consecutive, <laughs> 13 AFC championships. Nine Super Bowl appearances in six in six in six wins. It's just you know I talk about like you know Giant fans being spoiled. It's, I don't think there's another you know more spoiled uh, franchise and fan base than the Patriots. They have just all they see is winning. You know I I, I want to see a division title. They, Maybe know, one day I hope I hope it happens in the next twenty years. Maybe one day. New York will be a premier sports town again as far as the wins go, the way that Boston has become with the Celtics, with the Bruins, with the Patriots, even with the Red Sox. Like, imagine what Boston was and what they have now become. And New York, with all our freaking teams, we can't find winners. We haven't cashed in the Stanley Cup since 1994. Obviously, the Yankees in 2009, which is, for them, a very long time. The last World Series winner. You know, Giants are going back to the 2011 Super Bowl. Jets haven't been to one. This is a, it's a long – Knicks forget about. I mean, it is a – it's time for the worm to turn here. I mean, come on, New York sports. We have too many teams here. we got to be winning. I want to win like Boston does. Yeah, but just look at those. Look at this. Look at those. Or he's even freaking Philly, a, Chris. How about Philadelphia? Come oh, on. God, he's just a winner, though. Those, those just those numbers is just insane. Like the guy is just. No, I get it. I get it. it looks, then, he's the greatest winner the sport has ever seen. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, though. I'm ticked off at both Boston and Philadelphia. The Phillies yeah, in the World Series, Boston. Eagles in the Super Bowl. Screw them both. Yeah, yeah. You got you know Red Sox. They're dropping. They started winning, but then look at yeah, look at the Celtics. They were, talk about all that stuff today with. You know, Bird and stuff. Yeah, that that era. Then you had when they won with uh, Pierce and them mm. and that squad. Oh, what a, Pierce Garnett, what? Allen. Yeah, no, now this Tatum Brown. Yeah, it's funny how um, real quick before we get to the Jets. But my, I tell you, my wife doesn't care about anything about sports. 
But the one thing she hates, because uh, you know my family is is Mets fans. She, you know, she grew up her family Yankee fans, so she don't care the way. She's like now, nah, you know, coming my way with the Mets because she's married to me now, and she really doesn't carry the way. But the one thing she hates is Boston. I said we should go to Boston. But they said Boston. It's like screw Boston with the Red Sox. The only thing she knows is they hate the hate Boston the Red Sox. But yeah, it's just they're just a a winning city for some reason. New York got to start winning. We have the Yankees, obviously. But imagine, imagine the difference where, as Jet fans, you know, you feel the pain of not winning the division, not seeing the playoffs for, you know, a decade plus. And then you look at the opposition with New England and how their fans feel where it's winning the division is second nature. And in the playoffs every single year, unbelievable. 17 division uh, division wins out of 18 seasons with, in the, with him with the Patriots. That just, it just, it doesn't. Oh, I can't fathom that as a Jets fan. Now, you hate because you're like Fleegs is both diehard Jets fans, of course. You hate Brady, but not Belichick, or you hate both? Um, I hate more. I hate Brady. I can see now Belichick can't do it without Brady, mostly. But it's interesting because Belichick left you. Yeah, I do. Belichick left you. You could have had him. You hired him, and he left you. And before we finish with that, let me get to the Jets point. But with that said, Reason why I do hate Belichick, he loves to beat us. Even now, he likes <laughs> like he embarrassed Wilson these two games that we want to, we want to get rid of our quarterback. What is it, thirteen in a row that he has beat us? Like he just he likes. That's why I hate Belichick. He likes just sticking it to the Jets no mm-hmm. matter what, and he still does to this day. He he just goes full out wants wants to embarrass us and embarrass our rookie quarterback at every aspect. That's what he does. So I do hate both of them equally, and I, I you know I, I respect. Brady is winning and stuff, right. but I do hate Belichick. You're right about that. But yeah. um, all right now, I, what do you want to say about this? Do we honestly feel that Rogers is going to come to the Jets? Like I can't look. I can't until that until it is official that he wants to come here or he's coming here. I can't get happy or excited about it. But you know, what alternative we're going to have here? Look, like I told you before, if you're going to keep Wilson, the best guy to bring in is, is Rogers. Let him sit behind him and learn. Because I don't want Carr, you know, and I don't think they're going for Carr. They wouldn't even keep Wilson if they're going to do that. You don't, they, they would keep Let them. yourself love, Chris. Yeah. Let yourself and, love and Garoppolo. Go, no, no, forget no. Garoppolo. No, 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 forget. And thanks for the call, Chris. Forget Garoppolo. Let yourself love. Open yourself up. You're afraid to get hurt. I know the feeling. You've got that wall up. You know, some people do it in relationships. Some people do it in in. They're sports teams when it pertains to being a sports fan. Let the wall down. Accept that Aaron Rodgers to the Jets might be a reality. I'm a little nervous myself. But deep down, I still think it's going to happen. You know, the Niners thing, that possibility, I guess, if the Packers are true to their word and they're not trading them to an NFC team, I really do believe, I don't think Rodgers is going to retire. I really do believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play and he will be playing for the New York Jets if the Packers stick to only trading him to the AFC. The the idea of Rodgers going to another team in the AFC, people were making a big deal today about Devontae Adams tweeting out that, you know, somebody wrote, where's, uh, what, Neighborhood is Aaron Rodgers going to be playing in next year, and Devontae Adams says, mine. 
I'm not buying that myself. I think Adams would want that. I don't believe Rodgers is going to go to Las Vegas. I highly doubt that. Plus, and we touched on this the other day with, you know, McDaniels and trying to build up the program with the Raiders there. He better do it the right way because this is it for him. You think he's going to take a chance on Aaron Rodgers for a year or two and go with a quick fix on a team that's not ready to win now? I don't think so. I do believe Rodgers, assuming that, you know, look, Rodgers could go to the Packers and say, I want to go to the Niners. That's it. Otherwise, I'm retiring. But if they stick to their guns and say, nope, we're only trading to the AFC, I do think Rodgers will not retire and will be playing for the Jets. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I'm going on record. I don't think Brady is done. I was just reading more stuff. From Jeff Darlington, it was an article in the Post that was talking about what Jeff Darlington said in ESPN. He He's not done. I'm, t- I'm telling you. They're talking about him being exhausted. Well, of course he is. And he just went through the divorce in October. Just went through a losing season with the Bucks. You know, a tough season. Obviously, they make the postseason. But they lose in the first round of the wild card. So, obviously, anything other than winning a Super Bowl to him is a losing season. I think Brady's coming back. <laughs> I know it sounds nuts. He is, put yourself in his spot. He still can play. He played at a high level this year. Maybe not the highest of levels, but he still can play the position. That wasn't the issue. It was the issue of the emotional toll that the divorce took on him, the losing of the Bucks that that took on him. And right now, you're forced to make a decision, fresh off of losing that wild card round, Feeling exhausted, feeling like, you know what, this is it. It's for real this time. You know, he's already done this once before. No, for real this time. I'm really going to do it, I swear. Then you start to get itchy. And you start thinking, man, if I could, I'm never going to be able to play again. I this One more year. Let me try to get to that eighth Super Bowl victory. One more year. Play for the 49ers, dream come true, whatever. I mean, that would be obviously the team you would think, but. I think he's playing again. I really do. Put it this way. At the very least, I would not take anything he says seriously at this particular moment. It's too soon. You you break up with a girl. Oh, I'm never going to call her again. That's it. I'm done. Two days go by. No, never again. I'm not going to call her. Fifth day, it's like, yeah, I wonder if she misses me. A week later, if you make it that long. Hey, what's up? Like, it's too close to the... I don't know if that analogy worked or not, but it happens. It's too close to the end of the season to take anything he says seriously. Rob is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Rob? Good, Sal. How's it going? How are you, Rob? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I just want to make a Knicks and Mets point, if I can. Um Last night, I actually watched the Nick game. I very rarely watch basketball nowadays, just the way the game is. But I want to get your thoughts on 
there was one play in particular that they just kept getting offensive rebound after offensive rebound after offensive rebound. I'm like, oh, they're actually going to blow us off. But all they did was chuck threes. I'm like, which I understand the three-point is part of the big game now, but don't any of these guys want to drive to the basket anymore? Any of these guys? Yeah, no, it's about three-point shooting. I get it, but it's, just, it's, not, it's not the stuff I'm used to seeing, like the days of Jordan Ewing. Well, it's, it's totally different. I'm like, I mean, I grew up watching. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. I grew up watching games that I was happy that ended 86-84. Like, I don't – it was defense. It was battling out every possession, a rare three. The game has completely changed. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe for the better. I don't know. I just can't get well, as much as I used to. Well, me neither. But don't you think it has to do with the Knicks being bad, Rob? Oh, absolutely. That's another reason. Well, because I don't know. Uh, The only thing I could judge it by, because I'm with you, I'm like, ah, the game. And I used to love the NBA. NBA on NBC every Sunday and just I knew around the league a lot better than I do now. I was into it. But I wasn't sure if it was because of the evolution to where the game has gone with the three-point shooting and the lack of defense or just because the Knicks have sucked for two decades. Think about that. The Knicks have basically been irrelevant for almost the the majority, maybe outside of two or three seasons, they've been irrelevant for twenty years, dude. Twenty years. Longest in New York. But but remember, two years ago, where Randall was playing at a high level, they finished the fourth seed. I got into that team. I watched that team. I thought they were fun I, to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, off the cliff again. And after the Mets, real quick. Yeah. I called back a while ago, saying that they should resign these guys. Well, guess what? Nemo back. McNeil recently back. Hopefully they get Alonzo done soon and uh, we can get going. And uh, as great as the offseason is, let's see if they can do this this year. With all the episodes, though. You know, so, w- one <laughs> thing One thing I'll say, and thank you for the call, Rob. Appreciate you. Again. One thing I'll say about the Mets, we're going to get into a little later. Might as well just do it now. Was that they don't, and I know you're not alone, Rob, when you talk about, well, they now need to extend Alonzo. They don't need to extend Pete Alonzo. Think about this for a second. The Mets have an advantage because they have the richest owner in the sport. They do not need to try to do what the Braves do and lock up their young talent before they hit the market. Now, I'm not saying that you wouldn't do it if it's a smart baseball decision, smart financial move, whatever. I like um, If they extend Alonzo tomorrow, I'm all for it. I love it. But... It's not as if there's concern, or at least there shouldn't be. It's not as if there's concern that, well, if the Mets don't lock up Alonzo now, they might lose him when he hits the open market in two years. There's no way. He's not going anywhere. He will be a Met for life. Pete Alonzo will go down as the greatest Met position player in the history of the franchise. Do you know why? He's not going anywhere because Steve Cohen would never allow it. This is the AC Mets, not the BC Mets. BC Mets, yeah, you should be concerned. Uh Uh-oh, Sal, I don't know. They got to lock up Alonzo now. Otherwise, he might leave. Going to get the most money. No, the AC Mets, after Cohen, they are the most money. He will get any player that he wants or keep any player that he wants. And you could say, well, what about DeGrom? He didn't want to keep DeGrom that badly. They didn't want to go to that level to keep him. Pete Alonso, he will. He did it with Brandon Nimmo. 
They didn't want to pay Nimmo what he got. He had to to keep him. He'll do the same with Alonzo. I guarantee it. Not every player. Some guys will let walk. Some guys they need back. Nimmo was one they needed back. I would have let him walk, but they wanted him back at that price. Alonzo, there's no way he would ever leave. So if they could come to some kind of an agreement that both sides are happy with, sure. But there's, it's not necessary. And there's no need to be concerned at all about it. You know, there's nothing else going on. You want to talk about it. Oh, what are they going to do? Extend Alonzo. But what, what's the difference? He's not going anywhere. This is not where, and look, even with Aaron Judge, Judge ended up coming back. He took less money. But this is not a situation where you'd have to worry about, uh uh-oh, did the Mets tick Alonzo off? I can't imagine there's going to be any semblance of bad blow whatsoever. Chris calling from Carmel. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Chris? Good. Hey, I'll make it quick. Uh, for rarity, I'm going to talk about the Jets. Just want to kind of debunk some of the feedback I've heard on radio on Aaron Rodgers and him instantly making the Jets a contender. You know, the reality with uh, Rodgers' career is he's one in four beyond the divisional round in his career. One in four. And his last, that one was 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. It was, what, 2012, so 11 years ago. Right. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of mythical. Well, what, do you mean, what do you mean one in four beyond? Are you talking about championship and Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so he's well, one why, in four. But why are we not counting the division around? Why, why are you leaving well, that out? Well, because I don't hear anybody saying, like, hey, he's going to take his division around, this stuff out. And I'm just throwing it out. I'm not saying you, but, you know. Well, no, I am. Saying, I, you know, I, I think... Instantly, you got to keep put them in the Super Bowl mix, and the reality is he'll be the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the AFC. Like, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, if he was and, in the NFC, and, great, but and where he, does, he's got to get by guys named Mahomes and Burrow and right. Allen and right. even Justin Herbert if they get him right. somebody who can coach him up. Trevor Lawrence is rising, but he's fifth or sixth best in the AFC. And, you know, no, that, but that's just not right. That's, 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 that's your, hold it. on, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. It's not accurate. You think you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than Aaron Rodgers? At this, in the next three years, Justin I mean, Herbert. Yeah, next Robert, two years. Okay. Oh, next two years. Well, I mean, you look at it. He had his lowest QBR in. His I don't career. care. I'm asking you a question. You rather have Trevor Lawrence? Did you see how he performed in the postseason? Yeah, the four picks in the beginning. Uh, yeah, but okay. Like I said, I'm just. I, I just. I think it's illogical. I don't think. Well, what's illogical? Their offensive, line, their offensive line is trash. Well, whose offensive line is trash? I think we lost you there, Chris. What's illogical? What are you talking about? Nobody's guaranteeing anything other than if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they're significantly better than they were before. Here's what I'll guarantee. The Jets are in the conversation if they get Aaron Rodgers. Without him, they're not. You could sit there and nitpick. Oh, he's only the fifth best quarterback. Yeah, well, what quarterback ranking do they have right now? Where would you put that combination? Mike White and Zach Wilson? Or Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what do you want the Jets to do exactly? Because they can't have Mahomes or Burrow go home and cry? <laughs> we can only get Aaron Rodgers. He's just not good enough. <laughs> we shouldn't play this season. Like, what do you want to do? I don't understand it. You think it's crazy, Marco? As you welcome in, Marco Belletti. You think it's crazy to talk about Rodgers potentially taking the Jets to a Super Bowl? <laughs> no. Not even a little bit. I mean, not saying what's going to happen, but it could. 
You're getting one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Granted, he's 39. I understand that. He's coming off a bad season. He also went back-to-back MVPs the two years prior to that. And he got a messed up thumb. Yeah, The guy's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Now, if you want to go through the whole career of he hasn't won enough Super Bowls to his talent and to what was around him, fair. Who cares? What's that got to do with the Jets? But as I was saying, I've said this during the week, and I actually just said this last night at SNY. Think about this. Rodgers is so good that one Super Bowl isn't enough. Right. Like Drew Brees. Anybody say, how come Drew Brees never won more? And Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Nobody ever says, how come Drew Brees didn't win another one? But it's just, with Rodgers, it's, oh, he only won one. That's how good the guy is that we all are like, dude, you should be winning three or four. That's right, especially because he won it early in his career, right. too. So you just assumed that there would be more. It would be similar to the fact of, now, granted, he's been back a couple times. He's going to play next Mahomes, week. If yeah. Mahomes only wins one, you're going to look at it and go, wow, this guy only won one? Because right. he's just right. so ridiculously good. Right. Rodgers is in that category. So, yeah, okay. And when you go when it's all said and done, he only had the one. We would have said the same thing about Peyton Manning if he didn't get that last one with right. the Broncos in his last season. Ah, damn, he was so good, but he only got the... Well, you know what? If the Jets are in a spot to get a guy that we're talking about, he was so good, but he only won one? What is there to discuss? I mean, Aaron Rodgers becomes one of the greatest players to ever wear a Jets uniform the second that he laces him up. Like, I mean, it's not even th- – think about that. How It's not even debatable that you wouldn't want him. It doesn't make any sense. There are no options that are cl- – aside from Lamar Jackson, who may be a close option, he's not available. It would be close to that potential. But yeah. Like- I mean, Rodgers is better, but at least that's an option. You could look at it. There is a difference. You look at Lamar Jackson. He's younger. He's a, a guy that you could build around. I get it. That makes sense, although that's a pipe dream because I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be available to anyone. Right. But again, for the Jets, so here are your options. Let's get rid of the Zach Wilson, Mike White option, right? Right. So you go, you talk about Rodgers, a possibility, if he wants to play and if he's willing to, and the Packers move him and all that stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Who, Not even close. I mean, the Niners want him out. Like it's a it's nice a, quarterback, right? Good he's looking not, guy. He's not an awful quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl. He went to the championship game a couple times. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not good, but he's not bad. And then what else? What what what's the next line? You're, and you and you don't forget you have to give Jimmy Garoppolo at least thirty million dollars, right? That's the other part of it that 60. people right. Yeah. That's the other part that people forget. It's not like you're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo for you know fifteen million. You're going to have to outbid someone because there's going to be three or four teams lined up to say, you know what, we need an average quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. And the way the Jets are built, they could pay for the quarterback because they're getting production from young players on rookie contracts everywhere else. It's not going to hurt them the way that it would other teams have to pay a quarterback 50, 60 million bucks, whatever it may be. It's a perfect fit. Again, defense is solid and great in a couple of spots, but they're good. The offensive line, yes, took some hits. Getting Tucker back is going to be so helpful. And they, they do need to step up. They need to be a little bit better. They got a good running game. Yeah. You need a good quarterback. You put Aaron Rodgers there. You're telling me that that team doesn't win 11 games next year and is in the conversation. And what do you want? Their offensive line is not trash, by the way. It's it, not trash. It, it needs to be better. Well, Tucker's got to go. Again, with, when Tucker he, was there, they were running the football. Once Barry Tucker comes back, that's a different offensive yeah. line. So that, that Can't part. Can't even of, talk about Beckton. And I was going to say, and I don't want to get into Beckton. I know we lost weight, but like, I. I you know, this is years now that right. we're going down. Right. It's hard to 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 go into that carry. But either way, they'll be better on the offensive line. But even if you're not great on the offensive line, you put Aaron Rodgers there and you give him the weapons that are on the outside, you're telling me he can't figure it out. He's not going to just get rid of the football. He's oh, not going to be on. able to manipulate the pocket. He's not going to buy time. He's not going to use the running game. Like, stop. Uh-huh. They're going to be an 11-win tem- team minimum. And what are you? You're a contender in the playoffs. Right. What's every team's... 
basic goal as you they start the season. Get me in the playoffs with a chance. That's it. You you leapfrog more than half the teams in the AFC if you get Aaron Rodgers. And like, the AFC is loaded. Don't get me right. wrong, but you still you're right in that conversation. And I'm not saying they would, by the way, go to the Super Bowl or or go to the championship game, but they could. I tell you this: right can't now, get to the Super Bowl if you're not a, in the divisional round. Yeah, right. Right, you know, and I'll take my chances. I, look, how many times have we said and the Packers have come up small? Yes. How many times have you said I'll, I'll roll the dice if you give me Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs? Every year, even after they fail, it's like oh, they got Rodgers there. I'm going to pick him and win the Super Bowl. You know how many times I picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? Right, and we've gotten burned on that. But again, if you're the Jets, you don't want to be in that spot. You don't no. want to be in that category. You want to be in that conversation. And what are your options? There, there aren't any. What do you, especially now with Brady off the board? <laughs> what do you think of? Brady, how do you look at it? Did you have respect for him while he was playing? Did you hate Brady? Yeah, I got no problem with Brady. Uh, you know, I think that's part of it is... Yeah, I, you're a Giant fan? Yeah, I never got burned by Brady. Like, that, that was never... It was never, like, personal, if you will. Like, I, I never had that spot where Brady killed me or great, Brady he killed my... He hates you more than you hate yeah, him. It, yeah, it, just, it didn't do it for me. So, uh, there was a respect there. I don't hate the Patriots. I don't care. You know, Belichick, that to me is, you know, part of my heart, too, with the whole Giant connection. So, sure. I, I never had a problem with the Patriots or Brady. I will say this, Sal. I had a problem with today. What? That he that he announced I had, I had a serious problem with today. Why? You're Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Today, a week before the Super Bowl, so that you're the conversation all week long of the Super Bowl, and on top of it, Greg Olson's calling his first ever Super Bowl. You're taking his yeah, job for next year. I didn't think of it Did that way. Did you need to be the cloud overhead this week going into it? You couldn't wait nine days? 12 days? Uh, he's getting pressure to say it. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, maybe the teams want Who the hell knows? I don't buy that. By the way, do you think he stays retired? I do. I honestly don't. Uh, the the Olsen point that you bring up is a good one because Olsen's done a really nice job. By the way, that's not Brady's fault. That's Fox's fault. They should have never put him in that spot. Fine. Olsen. But, but you're Brady. Put... You know it. So it's not like, oh, you, you, you plead ignorance. Like, oh, Tom Brady didn't realize. Look, right. you knew the Super Bowl's next week, right? Right. You got all week long. NFL basically tells you no news other than the Super Bowl, right? You can't announce anything if you're a team. You can't do anything. You don't want to do anything because you don't want to overshadow the game. Tom Brady overshadowed the game. Why? He didn't need to. He wanted to. Did he overshadow and be be another cloud that's already going to be on top of Greg Olson for, the, for how long? Sounds like you hate Brady. Going into the Super Bowl is flat wrong. What do you think this and this is the last one before we get you updated here with Marco? What do you think happened with his marriage? You know, as a married man, you and I both we can speak to this fleeks obviously as well, but what do you think because initially I just thought she was begging him to stay home and retire. He begrudgingly retired. And then he got sick of things and said, I'm gonna go play football, and she's like, Screw you, you go play, um, I'm leaving you. That was my initial thought. However, do you think that there could have been a scenario where maybe there were marital problems prior to his first retirement decision? Then the problems continued, and then he decided to go back and play football, and then obviously they, they got divorced. Being able to say, I have no idea what's going on in their household, so I'm right, speculating, course, obviously. Right. There's all speculation. Why let facts get in the way? Right. I would say that the idea that this decision was the reason he's not married anymore and that's divorced is just flat stupid. Anyone that's been married for a long time, anyone that's been in a relationship for a long time, you can tell yourself it was this one thing. You're lying right, to but yourself right. and to everybody else. This thing was snowballing and rolling down the hill. Right. Could that have been the last straw that you know, wind up being where we're getting a divorce? Maybe. But now he's not. Now he's not playing, right? Technically, he's retired now. So if it were just that, 
Which is why it's not yeah, right. just that. Right. No relationship is just one thing. Right. Not I when know. you're there. Look, you're six months. Yeah. Different story. Could be one. Oh, she picks her teeth where right, finger. Right, 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 whatever, right. Like, whatever. That's stupid. If you're together for a long time, it's not one thing. You got kids together, it's not one thing. Right. It's a whole lot of stuff that's been, I mean, just festering for a long time. It is now bubbled over the top, and you can't come back from it. That's when you get a divorce. I'm mad at myself for not seeing this prior. Until tonight, somebody brought that angle, and I was like, oh, man, you're right. Because they made it, the media made it seem like, oh, Tom wants to play football. He chose football over Giselle because the way the timing worked, you're right. There's it's definitely, just too easy. Yeah, there's definitely more to it. It's I mean, any a, relationship you've ever been in, you could tell yourself it was one thing. Right. You could say it was just this one thing. No, that you that person back and, You look back and you're like, oh, oh man, yeah. it was this. Yeah, yeah. Remember, oh, yeah, remember right. that. Oh, yeah. There's right. no way. Probably, probably should have known at that point. Right, yeah, and, right. That's, and that's just a regular relationship, never mind a marriage with children. Like That's, that's another level. Like that. Right, it's just another level. There's no way. It's too easy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.